is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. We have big Disney Investor Day announcements that were made. They did an Investor Day presentation, and many, many announcements were made by the company during this time. We're going to look at those announcements, which came from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, National Geographic, and Lucasfilm. Over a hundred different titles were announced and we did our best to capture as many as we could. While many will go to the theater, much of what was discussed is coming to Disney+. Plus. Still Hulu, ESPN, Star were also showcased. Overall, some 100 new films and shows were announced and it was an amazing lineup. Now I have to be honest, I kind of hoped that there'd also be announcements around Disney theme parks or other parts of the company, Cruise Line, ABC, whatever. This was really largely around this issue of, of intellectual property and streaming as it relates to Disney+. Plus. But there were a lot of fascinating insights to it, and we're going to share all of it with you today. The first comes around just the whole streaming perspective. Um, the Investor Day presentation showcased some developments with Disney+, Plus, which you're all familiar with probably, and then also um, Star, which is kind of an international way of packaging these kinds of offerings, plus Hulu, which people in North America are very familiar with, and also ESPN, a beloved sports franchise. So here's some highlights around those issues. A new report indicates that Disney has met its performance goals with uh, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Um, 86.8 million Disney Plus subscribers. I remember they were looking around 50 million when they first launched this for the first year. 86.8 million people are subscribed to Disney Plus, which is important because you raise a dollar, then you have just added another 86 million to your coffers every month. And then you multiply it times 12, you almost come out to nearly an additional billion. So it's an interesting thing, but at any rate, 38.8 million Hulu subscribers, meaning they are using Hulu in, their, in its subscription form, not as commercial. We'll talk about that later. And 11.5 million ESPN Plus subscribers. These results have bolstered the aspirations from those um, programming the streaming services. This is, this is why so much of this, and this was a four and a half hour conference, but they wanted to show strength. They wanted to show that Disney is this is this is the most important piece in play for Disney right now with all the craziness of the pandemic. And they wanted to show this is working and they are being strategic and they're going forward with with energy and might to utilize this streaming process. Disney Plus, by the way, will soon launch across Eastern Europe, South Korea and Hong Kong, among other places. Um, Hulu, since 2008, has doubled in just the last three years. And um, in fact, Hulu is partnering with ABC now to bring live news. There were nearly a million people who watched the election results as they occurred via Hulu um, 
on that night of the uh, of the election. Hulu um, is going to launch exclusive films from 20th Century and Spotlight. We're going to talk a, a little bit about those in a few minutes. ESPN subscribers um, are going to soon be able to access content directly through Hulu, so it's going to be kind of part of a larger picture there. By the way, in addition to their Olympo, uh, their uh, what was it, 38.8 million Hulu subscribers, Hulu also has 92 million ad-supported viewers. In other words, people who go to Hulu and they don't mind watching the commercials, they just you know go on. So you can see, and, and the ad support and making money off of that, that's a big revenue stream there too. And then finally with uh, ESPN, they noted that the um, Southern Eastern Conference, SEC and ESPN has reached a new 10-year agreement. Um, this solidifies ESPN uh, media rights as the media rights holder for all SEC's, SEC sports beginning in 2024-25. So those were those were messages to say look this is here to stay this is this is a booming part of our business this has saved disney's bacon big time when everything else was closing and creating um havoc within the company so they announced that in the very first part and then they went on to talk about all of their entertainment offerings in fact actually bob Iger got up and really emphasized that it was it was quantity, not quality, that was the surest path to success. And that his intent when he first comes on, came on board was threefold, really. But he didn't talk about all three, but, but, but it is a threefold. He wanted to be more international. He wanted to be more technology-focused. And he wanted to have more um, IP, intellectual property offerings. And man, this is, this is evidence that he succeeded on all three fronts. Um, we're not going to talk a lot about the international, but this thing, the way it's rolling out in India and other places is huge. But let me talk, let's go into some of these offerings. Now, Hulu and Star can often provide the same offerings. And Star Plus and Disney Plus, Hot, um, Hot Star, are also, they're, they're packaged differently in different countries. This is the long and short of that. But here are some things that are coming directly for Hulu and Star. Um, some shows like Only Murders in the Building. That's bringing together Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And this is only going to be released, released on Hulu. Nine Perfect Strangers stars Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, and Regina Hall. These, these, this one also will only be released on Hulu. Handmaid's Tale is coming back for season five. This is Hulu's biggest hit. And it has done well for them. And so and so they wanted to announce it was coming back. They talked a minute about just the amount of adult animation um, that they offer on Hulu, such as Bob's Burgers and, and Family Guy. That's a big part of that. Um, they talked about how FX was at one point just another cable channel, but it has become a new, it has found a new streaming home in Hulu. And so um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is one of those shows on FX and it's been renewed for four seasons. Um, they've also announced a new TV show that's based on the Alien film series that's also going to Hulu. Uh, they also, by the way, announced that more adult affair, fair would be available through these offerings, but that 
parents would have the ability to make sure their kids weren't able to to get into those kinds of offerings. Then we went into, and that's more particular towards Star and Star Plus um, because they're in markets where that is also housing the Disney Plus material. It becomes kind of the bigger umbrella. So for us, Disney Plus is the umbrella. In other places, Star um, Plus is kind of the the umbrella, as I understand it best. Now we'll go into more familiar brands that you are definitely familiar with. And boy, they got off to a big start with Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy um, showcased what was going on at Lucasfilm and and what is an enormous upcoming offering. Um, she notes, first of all, that the response to Mandalorian has just been overwhelming. I mean, it really defines, it was a defining moment for Disney+. And she also, in that spirit, talks about this, what she refers to as stagecraft. I, I've heard it, I thought it was referred to as the dome in the documentary series. But it's this large, semi-circular dome, which is a big, 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 highly technical um, LED set of screens that bring on-site locations into the soundstage while preserving that cinematic look and feel um, for, and she mentions this because not only is it given improvements in quality, but it's created efficiencies and it's allowed them to, in fact, they've actually built a larger um, volume is what they called it for season two and three more are now being created. One in London, I can't remember where the others were being created. This this is, if you haven't seen this in the documentary series on Mandalorian, you really need to look for it. I think it's five or six um, episode. And it really is an impressive way to do a film where before a lot of people were doing green screen and so they're jumping off of green boxes and green backgrounds and they had to pretend something was in the background. Now you see the background as you perform as an actor. And the light emanates. It's just a more natural form of of storytelling, and it, and it's it's um, it kind of makes it more like a stage form that then is filmed to look more like the real thing. So it's really cool. At any rate, those technologies have ushered in an entirely new era for Disney Plus, and as a result, a significant expansion has been announced for Lucasfilm. First off, there are two spin-off series coming from Mandalorian. One is Rangers of the New Republic, and the second is one that will um, feature or focus primarily on Asaka Tano. Um, and and uh, I'm not sure if it's like a prequel to her life or what it is, but at any rate, she's having her own series as well. There is... Um, if you remember Rogue One, Diego Luna was the Diego Luna was the star of Rogue One, which was one of really one of my favorite Star Wars films. Surprisingly, I didn't expect that to be. They are taking that same actor and putting him into a, a, a an intense spy thriller called Andor. There'll be twelve episodes coming out of this, and they're giving the same care and attention to the series as any film project that they have done before. Most people are familiar with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Ewan McGregor is coming back for that, but also Hayden Christensen will be, was announced, will be returning to the role of Darth Vader for that series. 
It's going to be directed by Deborah Chow, who did work with the Mandalorian series. And uh, so that's that's terrific. They introduced something called the Bad Batch. It, and they showed up, um, and we're going to try to add some of the, um, um, if you go to check out our post for this at disneyatplay.com, we're going to add some of the uh, 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 um, previews from these films. They had a preview for The Bad Batch. It's a Star Wars new animation series. And the quality looks pretty good. So it looks kind of interesting what they've got there. And then they have another thing called Star Wars Visions, which will celebrate the Star Wars universe, but through a series of anime shorts. So very diverse. Um, the Acolyte is another series that's being developed. A droid story involves R2-D2 and C-3PO. It's going to be an animated series. And then off the Star Wars beat, Willow is being developed for a series. And that was, I think that was Ron Howard's first film, if I recall. And it will be, um, and it's going to take place several decades past the original film. However, Work Davis is going to be a part of this as he was in the original. And it's going to debut in 2020 on Disney+. And then finally, uh, they noted uh, that the last installment of Indiana Jones is underway with Harrison Ford. That's going to shoot late spring of 21 and then be released in 22. So that was noted. Then they added some other things. Children of Blood and Bone, which um, has become a real popular um, book uh, for my daughter. That's being brought to life by Lucasfilm, and they're going to partner with 21st Century uh, Studios to, um, to bring that to life. They talked about um, uh, Taika Waititi. He is writing a new adventure for Star Wars yet to be announced. He's directed some of the Mandalorian series. And then the next Star Wars feature will be Rogue Squadron. Um, which will be moving people into a future era of the galaxy. So I guess they're spinning way into the future. And that's going to go into the theaters apparently in 2023. National Geographic got up and their presentation wasn't as long, but they noted right at the first that there are already now 1,500 shows available on Disney Plus from National Geographic. And they talked about a slate of new shows, all of which seem pretty interesting. Jacques Cousteau, the legendary um, oceanarian and scientist, will have a new documentary series with new, never-before-seen footage. A lot of newer generations don't even know who Jacques Cousteau is. Genius is a new documentary series telling the stories of individual brilliant people. From James Cameron comes... Um, a series called Secrets of the Whales, and I think they're studying f six different whales or four different whales. I can't remember the number. I think it's six. A Real Bug's Life is going to use some innovative ca micro camera technology um, to capture insects in ways we haven't before. America the Beautiful is a National Geographic series that will showcase wildlife and wild places, and they had some beautiful that was also, um, uh, they also had a preview to that. That was beautiful. Limitless, this was fascinating. And I hope we can uh, uh, show you um, 
a preview of it too. Limitless is featuring Chris Hemsworth and it's about the human body. One part is the science of your body and how it works and how do you keep it um, active and healthy. But the other part of it is kind of a part action series. So they, um, they kind of put Chris through a lot of different tests and feats and experiences to better understand um, the human body. I think that's going to be a fascinating thing. And then the final one was Welcome to Earth featuring Will Smith, who guides people on an exploration of extreme places on the planet. For instance, they go inside a glacier, they go inside a volcano. Um, they showed a preview of that as well. Very interesting. One thing I noted that they did not talk about, which was their big offering um, uh, the last quarter, was uh, any news about the right stuff. They did the first eight episodes. It's clearly not done because there's a whole lot more to tell about, talk about in terms of the Mercury team. I found this to be, it was kind of like Mad Men meets um, um, Man in Space. Yeah, <laughs> Apollo 13. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's kind of, it, I just like the show. And I think it, they've done a great job. I would be disappointed if they didn't continue that, but there was no discussion of that. Then Disney Television Studio offerings for Disney Plus alone. These were all Disney Plus offerings, if I am correct. The first was a biggie, The Mighty Ducks Game Changer. The Mighty Ducks are back. Emilio Estevez is back with that. And, um, and that was announced. Turner and Hooch, if you remember, this is a 1986 film that originally starred Tom Hanks. They're going to do a reboot of that one. John Stamos is going to star in a film called Big Shot, which is about a temperamental basketball coach who coaches at a girl's private high school. Beauty and the Beast, uh, the live action show, is has a, I think it is a prequel, of LeFou and Gaston returning. And apparently there will be new music um, with that show. Swiss Family Robinson, which is probably my favorite all-time uh, live-action Disney film, is coming back as a reimagined story of the original classic film. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I'm not familiar with this, but they said that announcement, when they made an announcement of that, sh that film, that drove one million tweets in the first hour alone. Um... And then the final one they talked about was the Mysterious Benedict Society, which is the story of four gifted children who are sent to investigate an institution run by a man named, I don't know if I could pronounce this, Ledthropa Curtain? So those are some kind of Disney television studio offerings is how they frame that, as is, is I best understood. Um, Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures production, they came forward. They made a ton of announcements. Hocus Pocus 2 is being prepped for Disney+. Plus. Three Men and a Baby is aiming for a 2022 release with Zac Efron. Safety is based on uh, Ray Rathia, uh, an athlete who played for Clemson. Um, Greek uh, uh, Chris Paul has a deeply um, rooted story about his rise in basketball. And that's coming out. I don't know that it has a name. Florin Ulysses is the name of a film about a girl 
and a squirrel. Cheaper by the Dozen is a remake but involving a multiracial blended family. Diary of a Wimpy Kid was an instant New York Times seller and will have an animated look this time around. The Ice Age series, which they declared sold 3.2 billion in ticket sales over its five films, they're doing a spin-off called Ice Age Adventures for of Buck Wild. Night of the Museum is coming back, but this time it's going to be in an animated form. The Jungle Cruise, of course, which has been delayed and delayed, is coming in July of 2021. The Lion King is going to do a prequel of that involves Mufasa. I'm not sure if there's music involved in that one. And then The Little Mermaid is still on slate with Holly Bailey. Specifically, they said, although I was a little surprised with a couple of these, specifically for Disney Plus, they said they're doing a new Chippendale Rescue Rangers. They are doing a Pinocchio film, um, which will star Tom Hanks, and it will be directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um, that will be CG involved. Peter Pan and Wendy is a live action offering like Pinocchio. Maybe some CG too. I can't remember on that one. Enchanted sequel is coming back with Amy Adams as Giselle. That's going to be a biggie. And Sister Act 3 with Whoopi Goldberg starring and producing the film is coming. And then finally Cruella is a film not with... Um, the original Glenn Close, but with Emma Stone starring as Cruella DeVille. And this dives into her early days when she is spotted as somebody having a future in um, uh, clothing design. Um, and so that looked fascinating. And I, I thought I heard them say that these were specifically for Disney Plus, but I... I could be wrong on some of these, so I apologize. There were so many named in here, so please forgive me if I don't have all of this correct, but I did my best to kind of gather as many as possible. Jennifer Lee stood up for Walt Disney Animation Studios. She first talked about Raya and the Last Dragon, which is coming uh, with Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars as Raya. And Aquafina, who I dearly love from um, um, uh, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, um, she, she is she is portraying the dragon in this film. Now, the chairman of the media and entertainment distribution division of the company, Kareem Daniel, announced that this film actually will be coming to Disney Plus premiere, meaning it'll be extra alongside a theater release on March 5th. I assume the theater releases for whatever town might have a theater open. Um, and Jennifer also mentioned, which I thought was really cool, is that the film has literally been created in everybody's home. Everybody's been home working and they have all had their computers and have been doing it from home. So that was kind of cool. Uh, also very cool, Baymax the series is coming to Disney+. Plus. It deals with Baymax's original purpose as a caretaker and he goes finding other people to take care of. That's coming in early 2022. I was a little surprised how soon. Um, Zootopia Plus takes a look at the animals met in the original series of Zootopia. I sense these were more like shorts and it's set for spring 2022. 
So there is a long form musical series that is coming that's going to focus on many of the princesses. But the first one is Princess Tiana of Princess and the Frog. And this is going to be a place where she has her restaurant and she also becomes, goes to be a princess in a land that we have not met uh, or visited yet. So that is on its way, as well as a long form musical series coming for Moana. And it's going to utilize talent from the South Pacific region to, in creating and developing it. There were three comic book artists that created a company called Kugali um, out of Africa. And these are just young kids. And Jennifer Lee caught attention of them. They said, we're going to create better film than anything Disney created. So in a first of its kind collaboration, the Disney Animation and Pan-African Entertainment Kugali um, will team up to create an all-new science fiction series called Iwaju, which means the future. And then finally, and this was one of the very, very cool um, announcements, Disney's 60th feature film is being released in 21. And it was finally announced today. Um, it is a musical and a magical animated film called Encanto. It is set in Colombia and features the music of Lynn manuel Miranda. We have a preview of it on our post. I love it. I lived in Colombia. My daughter-in-law, um, who looks like the star of this show, she's from Colombia, so I am very excited. This will probably be my favorite uh, Disney film of all time, so I'm very excited for it. That was the Disney side of the house. Then we got to the Pixar side of the house, which had Pete Doctor showcasing Soul. He talked about Soul coming up, which is being released on Christmas Day um, for free. It's not, you know, it's not like the other, which is going to require you to pay extra. Um, by the way, Pixar Films has done 23 movies so far, not including all their shorts. And so he overviews uh several including shorts a couple of shorts that he talked about up front was the first was doug days remember the canine from up he this is his life you know living with the the old man and 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 so forth and and so we see his adventures cars is going to go on a mater and and lightning mcqueen are going to kind of go on a road trip and occasionally come back to um radiator springs they're going to come in the fall of 22 in a long form animated series. You're gonna see a co-ed softball series from two different perspectives. This was really kind of interesting. It's coming in the fall of 23, it's called Win Lose. So you're gonna see this softball series play out, but you're gonna see it from two perspectives. One who thinks the team's winning and one who thinks the team is losing. That's how I understand that. And they call it win-lose. So I think that's kind of interesting. Luca comes out the summer of 21. And it's a coming-of-age story um, that happens on the Italian Riviera. Oh, it's good that we have a hotel based on the Riviera. And it's, uh, it's between a boy and his secret best friend who is a sea monster. I don't know how I missed that this film was coming. But this, this really does sound fascinating. The director who did the short bow is coming forward in the spring of 22 and is doing a film called Turning Red. It's about a girl named May who transforms into a giant red panda. I see plush all over this thing. 
when she gets excited. If you have not seen red pandas, they are the cutest animal in any zoo. They're also very difficult to see because they're often hiding in the trees or whatever. But giant red pandas are cool. Disney's got to lead on this. And th this is a perfect idea for a film. Then, out of totally nowhere, they put up the words Lightyear. And Pete Doctor said, if you think this is a sequel about Buzz and Woody, it's not. However, it is the film by which the toy Buzz Lightyear is based on. In this case, however, it's a science fiction movie. So it's going to be a science fiction movie about Buzz Lightyear, but it's not about Buzz Lightyear the toy. It's about a real astronaut, space hero by the name of Buzz Lightyear. Um, and, and the voice of Buzz is actually going to be Chris Evans. So that's kind of cool. And then he talked about a number of short series, other short series uh, announced, one of which was called Popcorn, which will offer a bunch of different uh, themes and topics. So, so Pixar's got a fun, fun lineup going for it. Then we get to Marvel. Oh my goodness. Marvel too has done 23 films to date. Um, but Disney Plus is now offering new options for them as well. And they talked about this in this meeting. The first off is the anticipated WandaVision, uh, which they gave a preview to. And it's the first Marvel series for Disney Plus. I think that's going to be a winner. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is going to come next March. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming in 22. It will connect to both the WandaVision show and to Spider-Man, which we'll talk about a little later. Black Widow, finally coming to theaters in March of 2020. Loki, which most people knew was coming to Disney+, Plus, but this is, a, this is a twist. He's going to step out of his brother's shadow, and he's going to be at the center of his own crime thriller thriller so things do not go way you think it's going to go it is not set in their home planet it is a totally different creature but of course it it's got the characters and the characters are amazing marvel's first animated series is going to be called what if it takes moments and asks the question of what if the plot went differently in previous Marvel films. It's kind of like Spider-Man multi, Spider multiverse kind of style experience, animation-wise especially. And it includes just about every other superhero, including Agent Carter, thrilled with that. And, and they have the original actors voicing all the roles. So that is fascinating. Chang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This film is the first of the Phase 4 and is set to release in theaters on July 9th. Ms. Marvel is a new kind of superhero. It offers a young Pakistani in the role and it will connect to the wider MCU uh, experience. Her idol is Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel 2 is also currently in the works with Brie Larson. The film Eternals is now an ensemble of superheroes that have spanned thousands of years. Hawkeye, they reannounced, will be on Disney Plus, and it will also team up with Kate Bishop, which is another archer. 
She-Hulk is coming to Disney+. Plus. It will include Tim Roth and Mark Ruffalo. And then other Marvel characters are going to pop up within it. Moon Knight is an Indiana Jones-style experience. Very different than everything. Secret Invasion. I'm not even halfway through the Marvel list. This is how many. This is crazy how much business they got going on here. Secret Invasion includes Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos and is coming to Disney+. Plus. Ironheart is about a genius inventor who's created a better set of armor. Dominique Thorne is going to become the first black female lead of a Marvel series. Her character, Williams, i.e. Uh, Ironheart, is the creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Um, by the way, they also talked about the Black Panther 2 being forthcoming, but that they had chosen not to recast Chadwick Boseman in that role. Um, armor Wars is about what happens when Tony Stark's technology falls into the wrong hands. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> I love this one. They are doing a holiday special for Disney+. Plus. What can we say? It is irreverent. And it's being shot while they're doing their third film, um, uh, which will be set, will we'll play in, in a couple of years. I Am Groot will be a new short or series of shorts on Disney+. Plus. Uh, January, they're going to start filming a new Thor film with Christian Bale, who is going to portray the villain in that film. Uh, Blade is a what's called a Dumpier. Dumpier, did I say that? Dumpire, Dumpire, I'm sorry. A human with vampire strengths, but not their weaknesses, who together with his mentor, Abraham Whistler and hematologist Karen Jensen, fights against vampires. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is also in production. And then finally, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home director, uh, John Watts will direct Fantastic Four. Um, so... Wow, so much on the Marvel slate. And finally, we're going to start seeing it because we've seen already several Star Wars things show up other than some little documentary kind of style things. We haven't really seen Marvel show up at Disney+. Plus, So this could be pretty exciting when, when that comes around. So this is a big slate. A um, couple of things I saw out of this that I make as final observations. Um... First off, just a minor thing, nothing mentioned about the Muppets. So for a franchise they own, like the others, it's funny how this has kind of been kind of kept to the side. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, however, that said and done, for what seems like an unending number of announcements of layoffs and closures happening throughout the entire Walt Disney Company, Wow, you got to look at this film slate. You got to look at this Disney Plus slate and you got to think the future is not only bright, they are aggressive. They are they are moving back into play as the number one studio in the world, which they were just before all this kind of came a, came apart. Um it's it's really exciting to see the amount of energy toward the slate that they have. Uh the next thought I have is that I think Disney is trying to be very flexible about how they're ultimately releasing all things. Mar uh, Warner Brothers came with their announcement that they are going to 
um, their streaming service. Um, not surprising because uh, AT&T owns them and they're trying to emphasize their streaming uh, service ability. So, um, but Disney was being a lot more coy. Um, many were announced for Disney Plus, but there were many announced for the theater. Are some going to end up having to go from theater to Disney Plus directly? Maybe. I don't know. Disney's taking that one day at a time. They're not just making a big um, just pronouncement on it. I think that's kind of smart. The next thought. The diversity of offerings, actors, and investment, even investment day presenters on the stream was very, very positive. Impressive. The diversity of offerings. And um, they have taken that need to be more diverse seriously. And it was, um, it was good. I was, I was very impressed by that. And um, I've been a little critical of that in the past. Um, but I have to say, they are moving in a great direction there. Um, and also, I was impressed that it built on the heritage of Disney, but also stretches well beyond, um, beyond the boundaries of Disney. Um, and all the while, um, building on the heritage of Star Wars or Lucasfilm and, and Marvel, and yet going beyond the boundaries of it as well. So just really very positive. It was a great balance of relishing the things that people love. I mean, even Turner and Hooch and Mighty Ducks, but at the same time, building new things that have never been thought of before. The last final observation I have, and this is the most disappointing one. This session was over four hours, and yet it only covered media and nothing about parks, retail, other venues, ABC and network activity was not discussed. Um, that was disappointing to me. Notwithstanding, there is an abundance of intellectual property that can fuel synergy for this, for the Disney parks and, and, and product lines for, for years to come. So they, they've got the right, they've got the horse before the cart. And that's not something Disney's always done well over the decades. They've got, they've got the creative and in front and moving forward, which when Bob Iger stepped down as CEO to become chairman, he said, I want to focus on the creative. And if this is it, then they have done a great job of building out a creative outlook for product moving forward, whatever the format or however it is delivered to the consumer. So uh, I, as an investor sitting through an investment day presentation like this, I can't help but think one wouldn't have confidence in Disney moving forward. It was a very, very positive presentation. The questions asked were a little softball at the end from investors, but clearly nobody was raising a red flag and saying, yeah, you got a problem here. It, there was, it was very, very positive in that regard. Well, with all that said and done, we thank you for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. We try to bring you a range of stuff, largely from the parks worldwide, but we wanted to also include things from the other 
parts of the Walt Disney Company and we hope that you found value in this. Speaking of finding value, check out our new Patreon group because we have interactive apps, videos, podcasts, really great stuff, exclusive stuff that you can only get through through our Patreon group. There's several different levels to join and for the next several months, 100% of your proceeds go to help those who are struggling during this pandemic. Uh, those especially uh, in the shadows of Walt Disney World who have been laid off, furloughed, and so forth. We are helping to um, support Encourage Celebration, which is going out to really provide meals and financial support to people. So please help share. At the same time, we promise you some offerings that you definitely have to check out. So join us. And thanks for being with us. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and to our YouTube channel, J. Jeff Kober. And as always, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, I think that's way back in uh, podcast 37, um, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.